It's Tuesday, February 8th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the diplomatic talks and warnings between the West and Russia, the expansion of the Freedom Convoy movement, the retirement of Peng Shui, and the new report on BPA chemicals. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Major players in Russia, the EU, and the U.S. are actively working to find a solution to the rising tensions, while at the same time starting to announce warnings and prepare for if an invasion were to take place. The U.S. officials are saying that Russia currently has amassed about three-quarters the amount of troops at the border needed to conduct an attack in Ukraine. They've been building up a military presence at the Ukraine border for months, which has led many around the world worried about an upcoming invasion. Russia seems to be concerned over Ukraine's strengthening ties with the West, and the Kremlin seems to be actively working to prevent an alliance between the country and NATO, because that would put NATO, which is a defense coalition between members, right at Russia's doorstep. Over time, it's escalated, and now some officials are warning that an attack could be days away. The United States and some European countries are working to resolve things diplomatically if possible, while at the same time preparing for a conflict. On the diplomatic front, you've had French President Macron travel to Moscow for a five-hour-long dinner with President Putin in hopes to ease tensions. And while details of the discussion haven't been revealed, both leaders expressed some level of hope for upcoming talks. And on the defensive front, you have the U.S. sending equipment to the region along with President Biden ordering the deployment of 3,000 troops. Estimates say that an attack between the world powers could result in tens of thousands of deaths and the need for millions of Ukrainians to flee for refuge. This isn't even mentioning potential economic implications. For example, Russia is a huge supplier of energy for Europe, supplying one-third of its natural gas consumption and one-quarter of its crude oil. In fact, a new pipeline just recently finished from Russia to Germany. Should this pipeline be affected by the tensions, then Europe would be low on its energy supply and Russia would lose out on that revenue. And in a surprising announcement yesterday, President Biden announced that the pipeline would in fact close if Russia invaded. What's odd, though, is that the German chancellor didn't give the same announcement, and ultimately, they would be the ones to make that call. There's a lot of moving parts, but it's all hands on deck to come to a resolution soon, and the next few days are expected to be full with more talks and planning for all outcomes. Canadian truckers and protesters are now about 11 days into their anti-vaccine mandate demonstrations, and instead of dissipating like authorities were hoping, it seems to be expanding worldwide. The original protest taking place in the Canadian capital of Ottawa still has thousands occupying the streets. The New York Times reported that the movement is largely peaceful and even festive, but authorities are claiming that they're overwhelmed and the city's mayor has declared a state of emergency. There has been reports of Nazi symbols and other extreme displays among the protesters, but so far that's been proven to be minimal. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his family have left the area and moved to an undisclosed location. 
what's being called the Freedom Convoy has sparked similar movements across the globe. According to organizers, there are attempts to organize in the Netherlands, New Zealand, London, Australia, the U.S., Belgium, Austria, and the U.K. Although the efforts are facing hurdles, with organizing platforms like Facebook and GoFundMe taking down their pages and blocking donations, citing violation of service terms. Chinese tennis star Peng Shui has announced her retirement and also continued to backtrack on a previously made accusation of sexual assault against a high-ranking official in the Chinese government. Shui gave a rare interview during the Olympic events to a French magazine where the questions had to be arranged. The interviewer asked her about her social media post a couple months ago where she stated that the accused had forced her into having sex. It actually read, Why did you take me to your house and force me into having relations with you? The post was quickly taken down, scrubbed from the Chinese internet, which the communist country monitors for its citizens, and Shui has largely disappeared from the limelight since. The situation caused international attention and the Women's Tennis Association even suspended tournaments in China. She has since come out and retracted the accusation, calling it a misunderstanding and denying that she ever said someone assaulted her. She repeated this stance in the interview, which apparently is only for international audiences and not being published domestically, continuing the media blackout of this story within the country. When asked about the situation, the International Olympic Committee spokesperson, Mark Adams, responded that it's not up to the committee to judge or investigate. A petition has been sent to the FDA calling for more restrictions on the use of the BPA chemical in plastics that come into contact with food. So think preparation services, food packaging, processing, and more. Apparently, this chemical has been linked to issues for the immune system, reproductive system, and cancers. Petitioners are citing findings from the European Food Safety Authority that found that harmful impacts from exposure to the chemical can occur at levels 100,000 times lower than previously thought. Based off these findings, they're saying that the exposure level of Americans are 5,000 times more than they should be. So they're hoping for some change from the food and drug regulator. The FDA has responded that they will be following the normal protocols and procedures for the submission. It's Tuesday, February 8th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.